What would happen if on tomorrow morning or any particular morning, as you got out of bed, the first thing to hit the floor was your knees, and you raised your hand and said, Good morning, Lord. Here I am. Lord, this, this morning I give my hands to you. Help them to do good for you and your kingdom. Lord, this morning I give you my mouth. I pray that my mouth will say just what you would like it to say. Lord, I give you my feet. Take me where I need to go today. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. If I did that, Steve, how would I get up? How would I get back on my feet? Well, good morning. We have a theme here at First Baptist for 2007. What is our theme for this year? Let's say it together. Become a bridge of love. And I want to talk to you about that. It's good to kind of have some prompters and reminders uh, about that regularly. Last week, I asked you, and it's also in the worship folder, I asked you if you wouldn't mind writing down a bridge story, some way God has used you, and if you would write that bridge story and email it to me. It's very easy to do. You can go on fbcpasadena.com. It says bridge. Just hit the link and send me the story. And I said, if you can't do that, just write it out and hand it to me or bring it by the office or mail it in. But would you do that? And I really appreciate several of you actually did that this week. And I suspect several more thought about it but didn't do it. And so I want to encourage you again, uh, if you would do that, just to send the Bridge of Love story. Now, uh, Lilia, you gave me your story. Would you be willing to share that next week? Thank you. How could she say no? I'm sitting there looking at her. Lilia handed me a story, and uh, she's going to share it with us next week. She's already said she'd be glad to do that. Uh, And the name of the story is The Lady with the Green Bucket. Uh Uh-huh. Sounds good, huh? So come back next Sunday, uh, The Lady with the Green Bucket story about a bridge of love. Dan shared with you earlier uh, a similar story. And uh, Terry Braun, our uh, church treasurer, longtime member of this church, also shared with me a story. In fact, uh, let me get it so I... Terry's an engineer, and of course, uh, an engineer would send a story with, you know, one bullet point, two bullet points, three bullet points, right? I better... I was going to give it ad lib, but I better not. Um, Terry said this. This is number one. I make it a point to learn the names of the custodial staff in my building so that I can greet them by name. Simple thing. Become a bridge. Number two, I didn't know about this one. I think I'm going to have to visit Terry. Uh, Number two, I've established and I stock an M&M stop at my cubicle where anybody can pick up a handful of peanut M&Ms. I have about ten people who stop by regularly for M&Ms. I think I better start stopping by. Cool. And then thirdly, I maintain my 94-year-old aunt's connection to our extended family. I bring her all of the pictures and stories of cousins I receive through email and then distribute her reactions and her stories back to our family. So another way to become a bridge of love, huh? Pretty good. Now, this morning, I'd like to talk to you about what? Bridge of love. How can I become a bridge of love? And uh, I want to encourage you to be thinking about stories that you can share with us that will encourage others of us. Last Sunday, we had a good time celebrating the uh, four-year anniversary that Joyce and I have been here at church. 
And uh, we really did enjoy, some, several of you sent cards and appreciations, and thank you very much for that. And I, I shared with you by going back and talking about what we talked about that first Sunday together. And those first several Sundays, I had a series, New Beginnings. And in one of those sermons, I preached on the topic, What is Important? And if you have a photographic memory, you may remember some of that. And I want to kind of come back to that again today because it fits so well with Colossians chapter 4. We have been in Colossians this summer. We've gone through the book. And I want to end on this Sunday in Colossians chapter 4 and lift up some of Paul's uh, last, I think, feverish dashes to the church as he put this letter together. And he, he wanted to share with them some things. And so we're going to kind of wrap up today Colossians, but also talking about uh, how to become a bridge, what really is important. And four years ago, just about exactly four years ago, as I talked about what's important, I said, if you as a church member, and if I as your pastor, if we focus on the important things, we're going to have a great time together. Point of view. I may have one, but that's not why I go. I'm not going for economic gain. I'm not going to, to share a particular worldview or way of living. I'm going with it for a very particular reason, to sow the seed of the gospel. Now, it's interesting, as Paul writes this scripture, he says, by the way, where is Paul when he is in Colossians? What's his circumstance? He's in prison. Now, if I was in prison and I was asking you to pray for me, or if you were in prison asking for the church to pray, what would your prayer request be? Help me get out of jail. I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? Uh, or if we were praying for each other today, you'd say, help it to cool off. It's so hot. I can't sleep at night, right? Or the typical Baptist prayer meeting is, you know, your prayer, pray for my Aunt Mildred who lives in Kentucky and has got a sciatic nerve problem. You know, that's our kind of prayer, right? I mean, let's be honest. That's the way we pray. Well, that's not the way Paul prayed. What does he say? In verse 3, he says, pray for us too doesn't mention prison in the sense of the prayer, that God may open a door for our message so that we might proclaim the mystery of Christ. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Wow. So as you go, you go so that you might sow the seed of the gospel. In the back of our mind is this goal of sharing the good news of Jesus as we have opportunity. That's why we're going. That's why we become a bridge of love. We want the person to know the message of Jesus. Now, the first word is what? And then what? So, and the third word is show. Show God's love. You can remember that. Go, sow, and show God's love. Uh, in Colossians chapter 1, very early on in the book, we read this, verse 4. We have heard of the love you have for all his people. The Colossians were known for their love. And Paul writes about that. Now, in verse 6, chapter 4, he says, Let your conversation be always full of grace. You remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about clothes and about dressing according to Scripture. Remember that conversation? What you should wear, what you shouldn't wear. Chapter 3, Paul cast the whole story in the terms of language. And he said, In your former life, before Christ, you wore some clothes that you now take off, Right? And in your new life in Christ, you put on some new clothes. You remember that? Um, it's just too hot, huh? You're with me. Uh, 
Now, the truth is, sometimes we go back to the closet and we drag out those old clothes that don't really fit and don't really belong on us and we put them on. But they don't belong on us. And when Paul talks about our conversation here full of grace, he's really, it's another way of saying exactly what he said in chapter 3. Look, um, immorality, filthy speech, slander, anger, screaming at somebody, that's your old way of living, right? That's pre-Christ. You don't need, that's not the way you need to live anymore. And in, in that chapter, he also says the new life is what? It's love. It's gentleness, it's humility. And so in our conversation, we're to be reflecting this whole new lifestyle we have. So we're going to show God's love. That's what Paul is encouraging us to do here. Now, a small example of that is Dan Chu was talking about once a month for two years he goes to Union Station. It's one way of showing God's love. Terry talking about what he's done at work, knowing people by name. The M&M's. Reaching out to his aunt. Those are ways to become a bridge of love. That's a way to show God's love. So, number one, you can remember this, I think. You're gonna, number one is what? Go. So. Show. And then the last one, no. K-N-O-W. Don't say, oh no. This is K-N-O-W. No. Um, what are we gonna know? Well, I think we need to know two things. And the first is this. I'm assuming, and I don't want to assume, but I am assuming you know Jesus personally. If you don't know Jesus personally, you're not going to be a great bridge of love, at least not for God. That's the first step. Paul writes in chapter 1, verse 4, We have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. Now we got to thinking about this, sort of disturbed me actually. If someone were writing about First Baptist Pasadena and said, I heard about your church, what would be, what would they say? I heard about your what? You know, great music, uh, you're, you're amazing this, you're amazing... What would they say they heard about from our church? They'd probably say something about our building, wouldn't they? But what would be nice if they would say, Man, I heard about your love for others. Or, I heard about your amazing faith in Jesus. That's what Paul says about the Colossians. And it, it's terrific. So we're to know Jesus personally, and then we're also to know how to answer to know how to answer people. I want to come back to chapter 4, verses 2 and 6. In the first section of this paragraph, Paul talks about himself and pray for me so that I carry out my commission. In the second part, he talks about the church and their responsibilities. And he says in uh, the part about himself, devote yourselves to prayer, be watchful and thankful. Now, I almost changed my sermon to just preach on that sentence because it's so tremendous. Devote yourselves to prayer. Be always praying. And then he says, be watchful as you pray. Jesus said, be alert. Watch and pray were Jesus' words. Same word. Be alert. And that means that, you know, when I got to the top of the hill, I didn't pray. I mean, I do pray when I'm riding up that hill because I pray I don't die. But uh, that's about all I can pray. But, so I wasn't praying, I wasn't in a spiritual mood when I got up there, but I'm trying to learn to be sensitive to the Spirit and be watchful. Lord, how might you use me in this situation? Sometimes we should think that, but as we, the more we think it, the more it will just become a part of our, who we are. We, we are on the lookout. We're sensitive, so we're watchful. And then he says to be thankful. The, the next verse, he says to the church, let your conversation... And it's actually, he's used this word several times in the book. It's your way of life, your manner of living, your walk. 
Let your conversation, your walk, your lifestyle, he's not just talking about words here, he's talking about the way you live. Let your conversation be always full of what? What are you full of? (laughs) That's a good one. Grace, exactly. Uh, Be full of grace, seasoned with salt, uh uh-huh, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Wow. That's why I say, you go, you show, you sow, you show, you know. Know how to answer everyone. Now, just a word about the salt. Just a word about the salt. Um, He didn't say vinegar, he said salt. Now, some people read this and they think, oh, I need to be abrasive. You know, gritty, like salt. No, don't think so. Some people read this and they say, well, salt has to do with a preservative and the truth preserves us and so I need to be truthful. Yes, we should have truth, but salt, you add salt to the food and it's more flavorful. It's better. You like it. And so if you're doing what Paul's talking about doing in your lifestyle and in your conversation, then as you add salt to your conversation, the dominating word here is grace. So your conversations are gracious, they're truthful, and people say, wow, I was talking to her the other day, and she's an amazing person. And so your conversation, people love to talk to you. It's more flavorful. Why? Because your conversation is full of grace, seasoned with salt. You've got a great conversation. And you and I should learn how to be great conversationalists. We should learn how to live great lives so people are attracted to us. And they say, what's, it, what's up with you? And we say, well, that's the open, opening to sow the seed, to say, you know, the Lord is what's up with me. Let me tell you about Jesus and what he's done in my life. Now, a couple of things. When we become a bridge of love, do we always share the gospel? No, it's not always appropriate. Do we never share the gospel? Well, I hope that's not appropriate either. What we do is we begin to build bridges. We listen to the Spirit. We respond. And as God opens doors, we have the opportunity to give a word about the hope that's within us. Um, about fell off here. I wanted to read in conclusion. There's a, there's a nice um, wrap-up of this in a commentary I was reading. And Paul here is talking, and I read this because I think some of you say, well, that's Paul, not me. And you just sort of write off Paul, what Paul says because we all realize we're not Paul. But the truth is, as Paul talks about his commission, uh, some of the things are true. He is called as an apostle. I'm not an apostle. You're not an apostle in the sense Paul was. So it's true. That's his ministry. But Paul also is writing to the church about some general responsibilities for all churches, for Colossians and for the old first church here. Now, let me read, uh, I think it's Bob and Mary's daughter, Mary Ann Mai Thompson here, who's writing these words, but she just summarizes this very well. In both cases, that would be Paul the Apostle and the Colossian church, in both cases, there is to be an alertness to the opportunities for the testimony to the gospel. And in both cases, Paul, the church, in both cases, the spoken word plays a significant and indispensable role. Paul prays for open doors. The Colossians are to make appropriate use of the time. Paul prays for the ability to declare the mystery as he should. The Colossians are to let their speech be gracious and wise in responding to everyone whom they meet. And so it is. What would happen? What would happen if you became a bridge of love? Now, I think in some ways you already have. Will you write that story out and get it to me? 
What, hap- what would happen if tomorrow morning I fell down on my knees and I said, Lord, here I am today. Here are my hands. They're yours. Here are my feet. Take me where you need to take me. Here's my mouth. Help me to say what I say, should say and not say what I shouldn't say. Here are my eyes. Help, me, help them to see what they should see and avoid what they shouldn't see. Lord, here I am. I'm yours today. I want to be a bridge of love for you. What would happen to Steve if he lived like that? What would happen to you? Will you become a bridge of love? Please pray with me. Lord, we ask you, as we go forth from this place, help us to go ready and willing to sow the seed of the gospel as we have opportunity, to give a reason for the hope that is within us. Help us to show your love in tangible, practical, simple ways. Help us to know you intimately day by day and to know how to give a reasoned answers to others who ask us about our faith. We are available to you, Lord, so use us in Jesus' name. Amen.